0: Hello and welcome to MedTalk Idaho, presented by Idaho Urologic Institute and Surgery Center of Idaho. I'm Barb Nielsen, PR and Marketing Director for IUI and SCI. Today's topic is telemedicine. Many practices are implementing the use of telemedicine as the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, pandemic continues around the world. Joining me today is Dr. Todd Todd Waldman, one of our board-certified urologists. Dr. Waldman is currently offering telemedicine visits to many of his patients. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Waldman. Thanks for having me. So, Dr. Waldman, it seems we're hearing more about telemedicine these days and that many medical practices have begun using it. So, first off, would you please explain to our listeners what telemedicine is and who this service is best suited for?
1: So, telemedicine is... um patient care, patient-physician interaction um, that is facilitated by electronic communication rather than face-to-face communication. And um, the the candidates that are appropriate for this now are um, actually the majority of patients, um, mostly people who don't need to have uh, any physical exam done as part of their visit and um, lots of lots of follow-up visits with patients
0: so like prescription people that need to have their yearly prescription refills that kind of stuff or yeah a lot of those type visits yes okay Um, how long has telemedicine been around
1: well in its crudest form telemedicine has been around since uh, I believe the 1950s Um, initially it was it really just meant phone conversation between patient and um, their physician and the its use was pretty limited and um, there are certainly limitations on on what you used to be able to do with the advent of newer technologies now we're able to do a lot more um, partly through use of electronic communications such as through um, portals which um, lots of patients who are familiar with various electronic charting systems will, will know what portals are, being able to push information back and forth between the physician and, um, and the patient. And more recently, the, the kind of most advanced form of telemedicine is video chat, um, where the patient and the physician are able to have a virtual face-to-face conversation um, from remote locations and um, go through their medical problems and. and uh, Hopefully come up with a solution
0: to whatever's going on. So kind of like FaceTime, those kind of things that right. are available on, on yes. the different phones. Okay. <laughs> um, how long have you been using telemedicine? And is this something a UI has always offered? or?
1: So this is very new to us as it is to most practices. We started um, just under three weeks ago with <clears throat> all of the changes that have occurred surrounding the pandemic and uh, the extra precautions we're taking as well as some of the, the changes in the law that have made this a um, more realistic and more achievable um, means of dealing with patient care. Um, IUI has not had not done it in the past. Very few practices have utilized this as a major part of patient care in the practice or in the past, and a lot of the reason for that because some of the regulatory hurdles that were in place before uh, one of the bills that passed recently as part of the COVID-19 relief package.
0: And what kind of response have you gotten from your patients? Are they excited or happy about it? Or?
1: Patients have been really enthusiastic about it. They've been very grateful that we're providing a mechanism for them to avoid having to leave home and having to come into the office while still being able to actually Continue um, addressing their medical problems. Um, it's been almost universally well received by, by patients. Um,
0: many of us are somewhat challenged by technology, that kind of thing, and and in urology we deal with an elderly population, so to speak. Um, so one of the big questions is: Is this easy to use? It is.
1: There there are some. Um, minimal technological hurdles that people need to be able to deal with, um, and uh, there there are multiple different applications that people can use for this. The one that we are using requires patients have a smartphone, and they need to be able to download an app and
0: receive a text and click on the link that's in the text. And that's, that is the extent
1: of uh, what's required on the patient's end. So it's simple enough that... I have not, to date, had any patients who um, weren't able to make this work very easily.
0: And this does not work with the landline?
1: does not work with the landline. It does require a smartphone. Okay. Some of the other applications that are out there, not, not any of the ones that are not the one that we're using, um, it can also be done with a laptop um, or an iPad. Okay,
0: and so how do they make an appointment?
1: So appointments are made in a way that's actually Pretty similar to standard appointments. Um, at the moment, because uh, the decision about whether an appointment would be appropriate for telemedicine or not is being driven by the physician primarily, a phone call is being made by our office to the patient asking them if they're interested and if they have um, a smartphone, and if they answer yes to both of those questions, then they are actually scheduled a specific appointment time. They'll give instructions on how to download the app that they need. A short time before their actual appointment, a phone call from one of the nursing staff takes place. They review the patient's uh, medications and a few other health history questions. And then when it's time for the appointment,
0: uh, the physician um, using the app that we use sends a text to the patient. They click on the
1: link that's in the text and as it starts,
0: What program or app does IUI use for their telemedicine appointments?
1: So the name of the app is Care Anywhere and it is is an app that's affiliated with um, the the electronic charting system that we are uh, making a change to in the next month. Uh,
0: What are the benefits to using telemedicine for both the patient and the provider and do you overall feel like there is a benefit to the healthcare community as a whole? Well, at the moment, the
1: greatest benefit to everybody is um, allowing people to stay home um, because we know that people staying home and avoiding as much um, person-to-person contact as possible helps reduce the spread of the coronavirus. So patients are allowed to stay home. Um, they uh, still get their care um, and um, they don't even have to get out of their pajamas. <laughs> so, uh, one of the th- one of the other benefits that I can see long term is for our patients that live farther away or who are have more trouble getting to appointments, even if they live closer. This this is something that we can hopefully utilize.
0: Some um, like the regularly. people, like. People in wheelchairs or that have problems ambulating yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. It makes it, yeah. make it a lot has, easier for them.
1: Anybody okay. that has trouble getting to the office for any reason, um, this is something that will be beneficial.
0: And you mentioned that, um, a little bit about this legislation, uh, so now these appointments are covered by insurances, is it all of them or some of them or do people yeah. need to call and make sure that it is covered through their insurance plan?
1: So the vast majority of insurances cover it. Um, One of the big changes in the legislation was that CMS, the body that um, dictates Medicare rules, changed the requirements that they had for being able
0: to conduct telehealth and telemedicine visits. Before those requirements were, made it not really a
1: useful or feasible option. The vast majority of the time, and particularly now um, with everything that's going on, standard insurance plans tend to follow Medicare's rules, and they did so within a few, honestly, within a few days of CMS making the decision to to change their rules. Um, As far as finding out if a particular patient's insurance plan covers this, currently, the vast majority of insurance plans that we deal with do cover it. We have a list of them. We don't expect patients to have to worry about that. We're able to figure out up front whether somebody would have this covered or not and we don't offer it to people
0: whose
1: insurance is not covered. Oh good, that that makes it easier for patients
0: too. So will IUI continue to offer telemedicine after the coronavirus situation?
1: Yes, we, we certainly will. I think it is so new and we have you know, only a little over two and a half weeks' experience with it that I think it's too early to say exactly how we'll use it after this is over with. Um, I think one of the obvious scenarios will be, given that Idaho is such a rural state and we have so many patients
0: that come from a long way away and come see us, that I think we'll use this pretty
1: regularly for those patients and, you know, follow-up visits that can be done without them having to drive several hours to get here.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Anything else you think our listeners would like to know about that maybe we haven't covered here?
1: I don't think so other than um, I think if this is offered to you either um, by one of our physicians or by one of their other providers, I would just encourage them to not be intimidated by it because it is um, really simple to do. and. Um, it still provides really great care and um, helps uh, helps people continue to um, get what they need during the, this time when we're all supposed to be staying home as much as possible.
0: Great. Well, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule and,
1: and thanks for having me.
0: sharing the information with our listeners. For more information about Idaho Urologic Institute, please visit www idurology.com or call 208-639-4900. Thanks.